Mary, can I just uh, talk about you as president because you championed women for eight, the eight years of your presidency in how you dressed, how you spoke, how you represented women. And <clears throat> were you aware of, of what a mentor you were for all of us looking up to you at that time? Were you aware of all the barriers you were cutting across for Well, I was, I was aware, first of all, obviously being the second woman president yes, yeah. um, and having been thrilled uh, with the yeah. first woman president yeah. um, that, um, yes, I was aware that I had to do as a woman, mm. you'd have to do a particularly good job yes, uh, because you would be judged as yes. a woman. Um, yes. And yes, I mean, I was very glad to be able to, mm. during those years, um, to be a role model mm. for young women and to answer, to stand my ground, if you like, as an equal to all the men that I met through um, my relationships mm-hmm. um, as president, mm-hmm. um, to be the, to be. Um, regarded as an equal. Yes, And yes. I think that was very important too. To and, <coughs> and Mary, when you were in Croke Park... There's an awful thing about simpering. I think there's the yeah. simpering woman syndrome yes. that really bothers the heck out of me, always has. I've never been a simperer. And, what do you mean um, by simpering? Simpering, you know, was overly deferential. Yes, yes, The reverential, yes. okay, the, you know, who in the, in the presence of, you know, the higher-ups, yeah. um, you know, genuflect, you know, yes. curtsy, do all that sort of I have no time for curtsy and ring-kissing no, no. and genuflecting. I regard that as belonging to an era of the oppression of totally people. Totally agree with you. Uh, yeah, and kissing we, the bishop's we, ring. We are the people yeah. who have to... Mm. Uh, without being overly, you know, with, without being uh, pushy or um, mm. in any sense um, confrontational, mm. I think we have to assert <clears throat> our dignity, dignity totally. our fundamental human dignity. Very good. And Mary, you were there as president of Croke Park for, for all the male events, but also the female events. Were you aware of the fact that, you know, as women, they're equally good sports people. They put the same amount of energy yes. into it that they weren't getting the support. Oh, very much so. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that always really bothered me, you know, yeah. as a camogie player, yes. <laughs> yes. That, we yes. were, that we were completely dreadful. ignored. Um, Absolutely and, But it's wonderful to see, actually, you know, I've been involved over the years now going, you know, mm. um, at some of these events, you know, mm. where they where the 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 women footballers and the women camogues have done yeah. great work in putting themselves on the map. And I think in fairness to the GAA, mm. um, there has been a sea change in attitude. Well, there needs to be huge, Mary. I yeah. put an email in and it came out, as you saw last Sunday, where into Catherine Martin three times, because she's the Minister for Sport, yeah. and 700,000 to the go. women and 3 million to the men, you know. Correct. And, and this is a big thing because if we want our boys and girls to see themselves as equal if the boys are being treated with, you know, so much Yes, bigger. like the great princes that yes, they are. Yes, yes. Yes. Our princelings. We're never going to get no. equality. But we're on the way. Seen. We're on the way in a way that we weren't yes, totally. ten years ago. But we still have um, so or certainly much when to I do. was growing up. Yes, um, yes you're, you're you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. And I think that um, when I look at funny enough, um, when I was p- playing sports, I played badminton as well as uh, yeah. camogie, and I played you know for my school um, and played for my parish, mm-hmm. and I never really was conscious, to be honest, that the boys were treated that much better than we were. Yes. But I, I uh, funny enough, whenever I, I started going out with my husband, because he was a Gaelic footballer, yeah. um, you would quickly realise when you'd read the newspapers, yeah. I mean, uh, if he played a match, he was captain of the Antrim Miners when I started going out with him, yeah. and he was actually flown home from London yes. for a match, and this caused huge consternation mm-hmm. at the mm-hmm. time, because he was the first minor footballer to be flown home for a match and yes, this was regarded yes, as yeah, an awful yeah, vanity yeah, altogether yeah. and I did realise then <clears throat> that you'd be scouring the papers for a long time to find yeah.
find yeah. anything, you know, um, with an equal kind of value yeah. regarding women in, in sports. sports yes. So there was uh, undoubtedly, yes, you're right. And but I do think that um, over these years and certainly in the years that I was in the presidency, we tried our very best Absolutely. always to, um, to to give support and encouragement Absolutely. to the women who were engaged, particularly um, in women's sports totally. and, and, even and a, activists after as well. Yeah. And, I and you have to have the facts, you, you know, do. you totally. have to have the scholarship totally. to be able to f- point out, mm. you know, even that simple figure, you know, yeah. 700,000 is against three, you know, three and a half million. million. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Unreal. That's, and this was the other thing. And I these are all taxpayers, to, you know, totally, that's the mm. point. And the other thing I pointed out several times to RT and all the national media is that we as women are, are half the population and we pay tax right. and and but we're not being looked after because we're not. For example, one of the ways you'll get bums on seats at these events is if you highlight it because children in particular like to be hyped. They like to be associated with hype. So, for example, if they when I'm in the morning listening to Morning Isles Morning, I hear about the, the male football and hear about the female football and I love to hear it but mm. I don't hear enough about the females and that's yes. how we, we need to so I think say one, to our the, media the, that the great thing is over the last number of years the attendance levels of these matches yeah. now for women have gone through the roof mm. and we think of the women rugby players and hockey players yes. who've really put Irish hockey and Irish women's rugby mm. you know on the map yeah. um, have done so well internationally mm. and little by little yes. it is piano piano you yes, know it um, is, yeah. I think we're talking about step by step by step yeah. and there will come a generation probably in my grandchildren's generation when mm. this kind of conversation will be regarded as irrelevant you really because think that'll we, oh yeah happen. i think the catch do you? i yes, do i think good. the push mm. and the heft and the momentum is there yeah the reason i'm so um, um entrenching on this mary is i see still young women and this is the frightening thing i have women in their 20s coming into me with hormone imbalance seriously burnt out and they're well educated but their self-esteem is very low mm. and the reason it's low i have seen is because girls are not treated equally they're not getting the equal shot that boys are with the sport they're not getting it with the church they're not getting it in society it's a fight the whole way and this is something like why do girls i'm young girls very coming into me with period problems and i'm noticing that the filler lip fillers in and i'm thinking what is this going on mm. you know so i think we have a huge amount of work to do well concentration on body you yes, know has yeah. been the bane of women's lives yeah, yeah. Uh, and beauty yeah. has been the bane of women's lives and i think to um, that what we don't really fully understand is the extent to which in our society, mm. no matter how secular it has become, mm. how underpinned it is mm-hmm. by embedded attitudes to women yes. that are in the ether. They go back generations, yes, they absolutely. go back centuries, they go mm. back millennia. Mm-hmm. And they are so deeply embedded that mm. we have a lot of work to do in probing, you mm-hmm. know, in taking in taking the mallets to them, yes. in breaking that yeah. up. Now, yeah. we've done quite a lot. It's worth reminding us ourselves that we are literally in a situation where women have only had the vote for a century yeah, totally. a century That's true. That's and true. in most prof- and the legal <clears throat> profession only they've only had access to that profession for a century. century and if you look at the trajectory of women in the profession mm. it was so slow yes, yes although they were allowed in very few took the opportunity sure, why so. because the breaking mechanisms of embedded attitudes and patriarchies and all the things that they were going to meet, mm. all the resistance to them was so, so inhibiting. Mm. I think of the first woman, she was from the north of Ireland, who became the, who got, was the first student through King's Inns, the first barrister, mm. first of two women barristers in Ireland. 
And she gave up practice mm. um, after a relatively short time. Yeah. It was just too hard. Absolutely. And even politically, that's one of the yeah. reasons women find it so hard is because the, the doll sittings are late. And we, Absolutely. We I mean, when I, I was called to the bar in 1974 mm. and there were three, three of us called, three girls um, on that day in Northern Ireland. Mm. And the press made a huge big, we were in the front page of the press, like there were 14 or 15 of us called that yeah. day, the men were completely ignored <laughs> and the story was all about these three women. Wonderful, um, yes. Well, that, it wasn't, it wasn't, because yeah. it told you how, how, how unusual un it yes, was, it was yeah. and also yeah. what we were going to be up against. Now, yeah. we had good mentors, I have to say, and we had, I mean, I had a wonderful mentor and a great yeah. master, yeah. and I got a great start, yeah. and I had people who were very helpful, but you also knew that, I mean, we, we could hear it. Um, yes, there were yes. people who, um, who were very resistant to right, the idea right. of using women um we were uh, and so you we had both of those things we had the we had the redeemed people yes and yes. the and the yet to be redeemed, redeemed yeah, yeah and it seems to me that the dialogue that goes on is still ongoing Going, yes. and i do believe very firmly if i didn't i would go nuts yeah. um uh, in the power of the human person to change absolutely and that through dialogue and trialogue and yeah. quadrilogue yes that yeah. we can particularly intergenerationally yeah, yeah. um we are capable of creating new and yes. more imaginative, more imaginative ways yeah. of dealing with our lives. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Ireland has proved that through the same-sex marriage to, yes, referendum, totally. the abortion referendum. Yeah. Boy, have we moved forward! forward yes, I mean, yeah. I look and I, I feel, you know, who was I, yeah. you know, thirty years ago? Yes, yeah. Boy, was I a pain in the neck. But and yes, Mary, I had a patient in the other day who had minded her mother at home, who had a really bad stroke, and her father, who was really unwell. And she came in and she was sat there where you are and she started crying. And I said, what's wrong? And she said, my, my poor mother passed away. And I said, I, I knew that and I'm really sorry. And she said, can you believe, she said, she left everything to my brother, everything and nothing to me. Mm. And I hear that story, Mary, an awful lot. So, we, you know, we yes. still have an awful lot to do. The women don't support women, uh, daughter, fathers and mothers who expect their, their daughters to look after them don't see them as equals. You see, where does that come from? That comes from an ancient way of mm. prizing the male above mm. the female, mm. prizing the firstborn son yes. above every other child born after him or her. Yes. He became yeah. the one who inherited everything. everything yes. And so what that mother did for her in her thinking, was the right thing to do. do yes, yes. Um, because it conformed to a norm mm. that has been around for generations and for centuries. Mm. But just because is a big thing to do. Yeah. It. It has but it, just yeah. because it's been around for generations and centuries yeah. doesn't mean it's right. Mm. Doesn't mean it uh, is, um, you know, it, yeah. that it, it doesn't mean that it's exempt from interrogation. Yes, yeah. And I think that's what we need to do is to challenge that. Unfortunately, there will be victims, that poor woman, yes. who must feel that yeah. all the work that she did was not and she didn't even well, want yeah, the money nobody, it was just the whole principle but of it, it and yes. also the fact that there's an ingratitude yes, there yes yes yeah, and there's yeah. a failure to see that you're leaving hurt behind Mind. when it's unnecessary yeah, yes yeah. um yes and I, I, th I think all of us would agree that um i know that um for example during the same-sex marriage referendum uh, my mother uh, was not entirely happy uh, with the views that i expressed yes. publicly and she said to me at one stage, well, you know, if luckily she didn't have a vote because she was living in Northern Ireland, I was so glad she hadn't <laughs> got one. And um, she said to me, you know, if it was me and if I had a vote, I'd feel that I had to go with the church. And I said, fine, you're, you're entitled to your point of view, but I just ask you, please don't ever hurt your, you know, your son or your grandson yeah, yeah. Uh, who are gay by letting them know that. Yes, yes. So, 
Um, anyway, as it turned out, over the course of the debate, my mm. mother at some stage must have changed her mind. Yes. Because on the morning that we won the referendum, on the day after yeah, the referendum, yeah. when the results were coming in, she phoned me. She never phones me. I phone her all the time. She never yeah, phones me. Yeah. And uh, she phoned me absolutely exuberant yeah. to say, isn't it wonderful we won? Mm. And f literally for about 30 seconds, yeah. I thought that we'd lost the referendum. Oh. <laughs> I, 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 I actually, I could feel a cold sweat because oh, we gosh. were just traveling up yeah, to Dublin. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the results weren't in, but I was oh, very happy with fabulous. how they were going. And yeah. then suddenly she's saying, isn't it great we won? And I said to her, hang on a minute. Just, 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 just hold on now. Who, who's the we and what... What's been won here? Yeah, and yeah. she said, we won. She said, you're getting the, the referendum. It's been overwhelming, yeah. the number of people who support it. And I said, with the greatest respect, Mummy, when did your road to Damascus experience happen? Because yeah. I don't remember that. Oh, she said, talking to, talking to her sister and her brother, yeah. um, she had formed the view that indeed we were right. We priceless. were right and that she had been wrong. And she said, when I think of it, she said, and this is the interesting thing, you know, and she's a woman in, of 90, of nine kids, you know, she said, I just won't, she said, let the church dictate to me any longer. Oh, that's fantastic. You know, and I it's think, well, you know, she was then in her 80s. Yeah, um, yeah. And the same, the same when it came to dealing with the abortion issue. Um, yeah. uh, how that debate, listening, because this is the big difference between these debates that took place in mm. recent years and in much for, further past yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. In further past years, when the issues were raised, God forgive us, what happened was the priests were straight out and the bishops were straight out with, here's the rule. Yes. And you must follow the rule because yeah. if you're Catholics or if you're Christians, uh, particularly if you're Catholics, the rule says you must do what you are told yes. by your magisterium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now we know we don't have to do what we're told yeah. and we can talk among ourselves ourselves and we can have debate yeah. and when the priests enter the fray as they're perfectly entitled to do or the bishops in yes, particular yeah. as our pastors mm. and members of the magisterium when they speak they do things like what Dermot Martin Dermot Martin uh, God bless him does yeah. as a I can't tell you how to vote and I won't tell you how to vote. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what the position of the church is, but you're entitled to make up your own mind. Fantastic. Now, he's exceptional. Absolutely. He is exceptional. Yeah, amazing. And, and a huge amount An extraordinary work. man. Mary, how lucky can, we have been to have him. Can you see in time that um, women will you know, maybe keep their own name? Because I think the surname is a big factor. I, I have young girls come in to me who are, are uh, you know, I'm looking after with diabetes of pregnancy and they literally have the baby. And once the man sees the surname is on the child, he's gone mm. and I just I'm always saying to them whatever you do put your own surname on that child we see you know mm. um, we have a lot of education to do in that area because women almost feel automatically that they're, they're not self-empowered to keep their own surname and yeah, it is a big I never really got too excited about that to yeah. be honest because if I was to keep, take uh, keep my own name my mm. own uh, maiden name is Lenehan where yeah. did that come from it was my father's name yeah. whose, whose name was that it was his father's name before that his grandfather's name yeah. so it has come down to us in a male line so yes. I never really felt terribly yes, defensive yes, about it to be yeah, perfectly yeah, frank yeah. Um, and um, and and Having in a said way, that now, if there was a farm at home, Mary, yeah. you wouldn't have got it if you didn't. If you didn't have no, the Lennon I name. wouldn't have. Um, yeah. But um, well, maybe not. I, I don't know. Um, my father actually was a great empowerer of women. You said and, that, um, yes. Uh, and and he was a man at, uh, in, in his time. We we lived in a in a very sectarian environment in Northern Ireland. Catholics couldn't get jobs. Mm -hmm. My father made a point of employing Protestants. Yeah, fantastic. You know, yeah, um, which was extraordinary. Mm -hmm. He also made a point of employing a very unemployable Catholic, ex-Catholic. 
um, uh, who had been in, who had fought against Franco in the Spanish Civil War and mm. who could not get a job in Belfast. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, he he would you know he w- he would have been a wickedly clever man. What mm-hmm. a clever man! Mm-hmm. A guy called a very famous character in Belfast, the last of the uh, International Brigade, mm-hmm. uh, who worked for my father. And my father employed him. He was an old communist, mm-hmm. um, atheist anti-clerical to the nth degree mm-hmm. and uh, very vocal and um, had no time for priest or pulpit um, mm. and and of course was completely hostile to mm. the to the northern state too mm. uh, in his politics an old republican and my father was the man who employed him yes yeah. so um, he had that great openness about him and I Fantastic. think he would have been very proud um, to to be able to support his daughters mm. as well as his sons um, in their careers and always did. My, he was very open-handed in very that good. way. So President McAleese, what is your legacy? What do you want to be? You've just finished a beautiful book called Here's Your Story that I highly recommend, by the way. It's brilliant, well, absolutely brilliant. Yes. What would you like to be your legacy? And you have years left, obviously. You're going to live well into the 90s, we know. Well, I, th- I suppose like really two legacy? things. One has to do with the building bridges, mm. um, which was about trying to bridge the gap um, between uh, North and South, between Catholic and Protestant, and also between uh, the United Kingdom, Great Britain and Ireland. To, to, those were all relationships that had con- historically been fractured. Mm-hmm. And um, I believed in, in trying to build a culture of good neighbourliness, not to try and proselytise to turn anybody into a Catholic or an, yes. a, an, an Irish nationalist, um, God forbid, but rather to respect who they were, what mm-hmm. shoes they stood in, mm-hmm. and to make them welcome in the home of the Irish president, to embrace the, their very otherness, to promote diversity mm-hmm. and to celebrate diversity. We need diversity. Absolutely, yes, and totally. it's a great gift to us. Mm. So the, to, uh, if it was, the and I hope it was the case that for those 14 years that I helped to build mm. a new culture of good neighbourliness mm-hmm. um, that was robust and hopefully will be robust enough to get us through yes. Brexit and at some stage a referendum on a yes, United Ireland yes, yeah. without breakdown, yeah, you know? Absolutely. Because in the past we couldn't discuss these things, certainly we couldn't discuss our Irish unity um, without there being breakdown or fear or threats of violence mm. but it would be wonderful if neighbours mm-hmm. uh, who are now good neighbours to each other could discuss the, this in a respectful way make up their own minds in a respectful mm. way make up make their decisions mm-hmm. um, and and do that gracefully and graciously Stop. with the real grace that comes from generosity so that's the first thing the second thing is sort of if you like the next part of my life which took you know, which uh, started in a sense after I left office, uh, when I committed myself to becoming a canon lawyer, um, because um, I firmly believe that people underestimate the, wor- the 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 power of religion in the world. Absolutely. We tend to think of it as a privatized thing. It most certainly is not. Five out of seven people in the world have an adherence to one of the world's seven religions. Within that, the Catholic Church is one of the most, not only one of the most influential, it is undoubtedly the most influential. 1.2 billion people, one in six people in the world. It is the biggest NGO in the entire world. And it is the only faith system in the world that has permanent representative status at the United Nations. Why? Precisely because it is a key influencer in the world. We ignore that reality at our peril. So I want, and and also we know from within the church that it is now deeply dysfunctional, that its its, um, managerial system is not 
not fit for a purpose, mm-hmm. uh, that it does not employ, uh, well, it doesn't actually, uh, its system is not a proper employment mm-hmm. system. It's a laying on of hands in secret with no accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard cash business with very little accountability. It gets our children with very little accountability. Mm-hmm. And so I feel and felt very strongly Um, that just as I became a civil lawyer in Mm. Northern Ireland, believing that the law could be reshaped, laws which were utterly dysfunctional in Northern Ireland and served a Protestant hegemony, could be uh, rejigged to create a co-equal society based on parity of esteem. I still believe that within the Catholic Church, which has its own universal law system called canon law, that properly directed Mm. that it too can save the church from its managerial awfulness. And um, so that's what I work for now. It's why I went to Rome and studied, but got my licentiate in canon law, which is uh, um, the the qualification as a canon lawyer. And then I did a PhD. Oh God, no! There are are loads of women with it. Uh, Now, of course, there's acres of men with it, and it's nearly always been priests in the past. But no, they're great. And in fact, I took it. I took up canon law thanks to a great Dublin woman. Okay. A Dolly Mount Strand woman yes, called Elizabeth Cotter. Yes, Elizabeth know. Cotter. Uh, yeah. She wa- now you talk about mentors. Yeah, she was amazing. a very important amazing person woman. in my latter life. Yeah. She was my daughter's. My two daughters went to the school that she was the school principal Fantastic. of, Loretto yes. on the Green, yeah, yeah. and she was a fabulous school principal. Yeah, and yeah. then out of the wide blue yonder, um, her uh, her order, the Loretto nuns, sent her to Canada to train as a canon lawyer. Why? Because they wanted a female canon lawyer. Wonderful. They didn't want to be. They did not want as an order Mm. to be at the beck and call or at the far end Mm. of decision making made by male canon lawyers. And they were were right. So she came back from Canada with her with her licentiate and her doctorate. Mm. And then she did something Mm -hmm. that nobody else had even bothered to Mm. do. Mm. She set up a course on canon law that was open to lay people like me. Amazing woman, amazing woman. Now, she was also appointed um, uh, to a very, very senior role in the Dublin Archdiocese Mm. in Curia by by Dermot Martin. Dermot Martin, brilliant. And strictly speaking, in canon law, that job should have gone to a man. Okay. And there were a lot of protests about it at the time, Mm. and his attitude was very simple. She's the best qualified person for it. Brilliant, yeah. It's the end of it. And he stuck by her. And um, anyway, she she was a terrific mentor to me. Mm. And um, she uh, was when I saw the advert for mm. the course that she set up on mm. Milltown. I saw it actually in the tablet mm. uh, that you know the the, the mm. weekly uh, periodical, and I thought, you know what. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And I also wanted to support her. her and well, I think yeah. this is also part of what we can do yeah, for each and other. Yeah, we need to, to support women in particular. Men yeah. have great, uh, you know, yeah. over generations, they have built tremendous connectivity yes. to each other, um, connectivity that gives support, encouragement and mentoring. And we have to replicate that. That's it. Totally and when true. I saw that and I saw her name, I thought, I'm going to do that. Well and I did it actually while I was in the Aris. It, uh, it was my hobby. Yes, I would yeah. go up to Milltown one evening a week um, yeah. and, and do my studying in the evening and really and and discovered that although canon law is undoubtedly you know Mm. it does it's it's not the most prepossessing subject intellectually in the world but nonetheless it has within it core of of things that can be mined with unbelievable outcomes like for example my own area my own field and I'm one of one people uh, in this field currently, the whole area of children's rights in yes. canon law, yes, yeah. and um, I'm writing about that. I've, I've published a, you know, a, the only textbook on the subject, 
Um, and I'm hoping that in a generation to come, there will be there will come new scholars. I hope f- male and female mm. scholars, mm-hmm. lay scholars, but also I hope priestly scholars, who will also mine this area okay. because it is ripe to be opened. It has been closed down, shut down, and it's just based. It really is. It's a the whole area of children's rights and canon law mm. is based on shifting sand. Sand, okay. And um, that I hope. I hope will be a, an important legacy. Well, President McAleese, you're an incredible woman. I'm so delighted that you came here today and thank you so much. I can see why you're so empowered. You were so nourished as a child, which is so important. Isn't it though? That's yeah. everything. High self-esteem in children. Tony Humphreys has a beautiful book, How to Give High Self-Esteem in Children, and that's how you do it. You nourish the child and you got it from both parents and, and that was lovely. And then you went on to use that so effectively by becoming law professor, the journalist and RT and president uh, for for us women it was massive you know it really was um and you really behaved so well in that office dressed so well just represented women well, so well and i hope you realize so. you did that so well so the reason i wanted to uh, you to do this with you is just to empower women further and show how how, you, how much you've done and how much you've achieved and how much you're going to achieve for us well there's women. that that's that famous expression you know be the change <clears throat> you yes. want to see yes. and uh, to the extent that people see things that offend them and that they think are that, that, that require change yes. then be the take responsibility exactly, aren't we yeah. so lucky we live in a generation when people have the education and the the personal heft momentum and confidence yes. and we have the structures now that allow people to speak, speak not yeah. in the church regrettably there are no such structures We're going to change that, Mary. but yeah well <laughs> uh, we have plenty of structures outside yes. the church yes, yes. which aren't which are being heard, I hope, hope yes. within the curial yes, church. Yes. They can't escape. Yes. They can't escape. I mean, exactly. they have to know. When I think of it, for the first time in the history of the church, the Holy See is accountable to the United Nations Committee on the Rights of the Child. It's yes. actually accountable to the United Nations. Brilliant. Um, Brilliant. And that, I think, in the longer term, yeah. is going to tell a very important story. Well, President McAleese, you're amazing. And thank you so much for being such an amazing mentor to all as women. My pleasure. And thank you for asking me.